cool people who decided to click on this podcast here. My name's Jared, and you're listening to the No Brainer Podcast, where each week me and my good friend, and also the co-host, Michael, I almost did it too early there. I almost yeah, messed it up. Don't cut me off. This is my <laughs> intro. It's my favorite thing to do is to cut you off, don't you know? Yeah, we, we look at bad ideas each week and we try and fix them. But, um, oh, that's important. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you want to try and get in on this one time, you can. Just let me know. <laughs> just, hit me, just hit me up and be like, I want the intro this week. Oh, man, I don't know. Maybe maybe that'll be our, our next season change-up. You never know. Ooh, don't spoil it. That would be a good uh, one. Because there's not a whole lot else we can change. We already switched <laughs> who went first. <laughs> I don't know. We still have to start up our other uh, podcast ideas. Maybe we'll just morph into one of those. Yeah, we also don't want to confuse people either. <laughs> I mean, I confuse me all the time, so it's no problem. Yeah, because like if we if suddenly you did the intro, people would be like, "Man, Jared sounds really different and not really? as cool." No, no, pretty hot actually. No, he, he sounds, sounds not as cool. He sounds <laughs> lame. He sounds like he doesn't do intros all that often. That's it. Twitter poll time. Who's hotter? Uh, <laughs> well, I thought you were gonna do who should do the intro, but yeah, you can do the hot one too. Well, I mean, no one, they, they don't know my intro prowess, you know, they can't vote and, and knowledgeably. I don't, is that the right word? I don't know. Sure, that works. They so, can't yeah. informed decision. <laughs> yeah, well, what what's that about the public making an informed decision? Oh, yeah, oh, it's an yeah. election in four days. Yeah, guys, um, uh, do that thing where you vote because it's important, and I'm and, not joking. Uh, and vote for the good candidate, not the bad candidate. Jared, okay, well, we're going to leave it right there. The good candidate, not the bad one. That's where the we good leave candidate, it. The candidate, not the bad candidate. Okay, oh, we can't have the bad candidate. Bad I hate the bad one. Uh, we can't. Okay, I, oh. won't, I won't be political. Um, but yeah, so uh, people are sending in their absentee ballots, I hear. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, are, you, uh, are you planning to do it in person, or are you sending in your a mail-in one? Which, what I you am look? doing it in person. Um, and I probably shouldn't have, but you know, it's, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it in person. I'll be, I'll be on the front line. You brave soul. The vanguard. The vanguard. Oh, watching. Well, um, some people are sending in their mail-on ballots and they feel like they, they, they have the need to disinfect them. Well, there's pandemic going on, so I need to make sure that I don't get no one sick. I'm not going (laughs) to wear a mask, but I will clean my ballot. What they do, like, it's not even like, okay, I handled this, and now someone else is going to. I need to make sure it's safe. What they're doing is they're getting the ballot, and they're like, oh, no, this is dirty. Time to spray it with disinfectant and then open it. I uh, Oh, God. So it isn't. They're (laughs) still being selfish. Okay, good. Good to know, because when you told me this was the intro idea, I assumed that people were good. And I think that was where I made the wrong turn. (laughs) It's It's... Uh, people, I don't know. I don't know what, pe- maybe the education system is to blame for this. I don't know. Hey. People, it's, yeah, Jared, do your job. Not Stop me. sitting on your butt. No, I do my job. I promise. <laughs> I, I promise I do it. Uh, a little little blurb from this article here. Uh, election officials say that the actions of uh, disinfecting your ballots, such as spraying them with disinfectant and, yes, even putting them in the microwave, is uh, is damaging them and preventing your vote from being counted. So stop doing yeah, it. Well, maybe their vote shouldn't count if they're stupid enough to put their vote in the microwave. Ooh. Maybe that's Maybe that's the litmus test that we needed 
to determine who can vote and who can't. I like the idea of of a test in your ballot, and you have to solve it before you can vote. God, yeah, except for, you know, we get into, like, the poll tax situation and, like, you can't be hindered from voting and all that. But also, my vote counts the same as yours. And if you're sticking yours in the microwave, mine feels less valid. Sticking mine in the microwave, putting a little salt on it, just making just making it nice and tasty for whoever yeah, decides to. Um, oh yeah. So guys, uh, do vote. Don't disinfect your vote. It's probably not a big deal. This these papers come from machines. Not not going to be too hazardous. You'll be okay. Yeah, you know what I love though is some good old deep fried votes. <laughs> deep fried votes. <laughs> what is? Explain this to me. <laughs> exactly what it sounds like. You put your votes in a deep fryer. I mean, that might disinfect it. It'll disinfect it, and it'll give it a nice, crispy, golden brown, flaky crust. And boy, is it delicious. Do do crispy votes count as two votes? Uh, Only when they come out the other end. Number two votes. (laughs) All right. right. Let's move on. You walked into that one. You said two votes, and then I made a poop joke. We're Jared. here. The podcast has started. Is everyone time, having a Jared. good time? How Jared about y'all on the balcony? <laughs> having a good time? I'm doing uh, fantastic. What, you ooh, want me to start ooh, my topic already? You trying ooh, to get me to move ooh, on? Yeah, please. All right, cool. We can do that. All right, so we had to stop the podcast there because Michael was laughing way too hard. We're back now. Mm. Uh, he's recovered yeah. uh, completely from just the funniest joke he's ever heard in his life. Uh, uh, that involved poop sides. and votes. My, so- my sides hurt so much from the laughter. I'm sure yeah. you can tell. You're welcome. You're welcome. So uh, you know what today is, right? Um, phew, National uh, eat, eat Candy Day? No, what is it? No, that's, the, that's November 1st, silly. It's National Day Before Halloween Day. <laughs> what? Is that a day? Is that a holiday? Well, I mean, it's October 30th, so yeah, it's a, it's, uh, it is a day. Uh, but that means that my topic has to do with something that is popular on Halloween, sort of. It, it's kind of a workaround. I didn't I didn't originally call this a Halloween episode, but it is now. Ooh, okay. I'm down. I like Halloween stuff. Because we are talking witches. Ooh, they're bad. Burn all the witches. Boo. Witch, please. <laughs> Witch, please. So the important question that comes up when you're talking about witches is, how do you know that someone's a witch? Hmm. Uh, pointy nose and a broomstick. That's my guess. That's usually what you look for. But uh, uh, what if they don't have either of those things? Then they're a really good witch and they're hiding it. That's a good point. Well, in the 17th century, people thought that that was happening. And so they had some good ideas as to how to find out if somebody was a witch or not. This is the perfect topic for today. I'm so glad that you brought this to the table. Why did I think of this? Yeah, this wasn't even on my list either. This is another one of those ideas that I thought of. And I'm like, I'm doing that for the podcast this week. Like, because I don't know how we haven't thought of it yet. But uh, we're talking most of these are coming from the Salem Witch Trials as the most Uh. famous example. Really happened, people. Really happened. Yeah, I think most people are semi-aware of the Salem witch trials, 
um, you know, happened in America and there was this mass hysteria essentially like of people just assuming everyone was a witch and accusing each other and coming up with fake evidence. Uh, so in all 200 people were, or over 200 people were accused of being a witch of whom 30 were found guilty and 19 of them were hanged. Dang, only 19 of them are hanged, but I'm sure not so great the others, right? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think the other ones <laughs> made it out clean. Um, so yeah, this. Uh, so we're talking how they decided to try and prove that these people were witches, and uh, I got most of my information here from a from a sweethistory.com list. So uh, yeah, some of these are some real bad ideas. <laughs> I can't. I'll wait. I okay. So you you have your ideas from from way back when. I want us at the end of your segment to come up with our own ideas of how to test for witches. Uh-huh. Okay? I love it. I love it. That's so, how we'll fix it is we'll come up with the real you... tests. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Good, good. All right. So I'll start out with the one that I'm sure everyone has heard. Like when you hear Salem witch trials and testing to see if somebody was a witch, this is the one that everyone thinks of. It's the water test. Yeah, the drowning. Um, That's what I was yep, thinking. Yep. So for this one, you throw an accused witch into the water, and if they float, it is because the water is, quote-unquote, rejecting the witch because they were not baptized. What? If they sank, they were innocent. <laughs> well, uh, I don't see anything wrong with that. Are you sure this was a bad idea? Yeah. So this actually, it's kind of funny because this was used during Salem witch trials, but it actually dates back to the Middle Ages, um, as and it was called the trial by water. Um, and... Once again, it was kind of the same idea as that water uh, God or God would, you know, put his will on earth and would reject a person from the water uh, if if they were guilty of a crime. Uh, but they just kind of twisted that into you're a witch if you're being rejected by the water. OK, how would you take a bath in these times if you were a witch? The water would reject you. Well, you'd float, but you'd still be in it. Oh, they also didn't bathe. Okay, so you would float on top is is what would happen. Okay. Yeah, but they're not yeah, Jesus. Yeah. They're not walking on it. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. <laughs> just it, it takes you like the water does not want you, so it puts you above it. Wait a minute, <laughs> like, was Jesus a witch? <gasps> Confer- the water the water denied him. <laughs> the water it rejected him. him. Oh my Jesus God. is a witch. Confirmed. I need to get on Twitter. Confirmed. Oh, man, we could put that as the title of this episode, but I think people would not be happy about that. <laughs> That's a better way to do it. Jesus <laughs> was a witch. Jesus was a witch. Uh, so, yeah, when people think about uh, this idea, they tend to talk about how uh, well, they drowned the person when they were innocent because that's what people think is that. But no, they pulled them out. Like they'd put a, a rope around their waist and if they sunk to the bottom, then they pull them out. Now, that doesn't mean that accidents didn't happen. There were yeah, some people that did drown, but it wasn't on purpose. They were trying to save them. <laughs> this is like, I don't know, like the the equivalent of, okay, we're going to do this very dangerous thing, but we're going to have this rope that's going to help. So Just the one roped. It's Just fine. Rope. It'll exactly. be fine. <laughs> Jeez. So, yeah, that's a bad idea. Yep. Next Agreed. one was the prayer test, uh, and it's pretty simple. It was just have the accused witch recite the Lord's Prayer. Hmm. You know the Lord's Prayer. Is Exactly. Is that from memory, or do they can they read a book? 
Uh, depends. Sometimes it was from memory. Sometimes they would let them read. Uh, but it was said that if a witch could not do it, that they would burn, you know, think like the exorcist, right? They'd like start freaking out and stuff. Um, now, as the article pointed out and you said, did they get to read? Well, a lot of people couldn't read so it didn't really matter what the hell um <laughs> or they just got stage fright because they have to read something in front of a giant crowd which we know a lot of people are very bad at and any Eclipse. single mistake was seen as evidence of guilt so like oh, if they my. misspoke or uh you know missed a word or something that was considered uh evidence of guilt oh man give me the water test actually i'll yeah. do it yeah sounds easier <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, there's this there's this cool story from the Salem witch trials uh, where cool. accused sorcerer George Burroughs, uh, while in the gallows of uh, at his own execution, flawlessly recited the Lord's Prayer. Ooh, but it was dismissed it. as what? a devil's trick. <laughs> <laughs> what? So they were like, oh, if you're if you're if you're uh, if you're a wizard, what? why don't you say the the Lord's Prayer? And then he did it, and they're like, clearly the devil let you do it. <laughs> That's like, it's like, you give someone a breathalyzer test, and you're like, okay, I passed it. It's like, all right. That's because the alcohol helped you pass it. You're drunk. Yeah, you're drunk. Yeah, so then he got hanged anyway. So that's not good. Oh. Um, so poor guy was <laughs> able to do it, and it didn't help him. Literally I want to put that at all. In my, my Twitter bio. I am an accused sorcerer. That's just <laughs> part of me. And now. then just and follow that with the, the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> Jesus. Um, oh, uh, so yeah. next was the touch test. Um, the idea was this one's pretty simple. The idea was that if a witch had somebody possessed, that they couldn't touch the victim that they had possessed, or else the curse would lift. Uh, so they would just have. Like these people that were claiming that they were possessed by a demon and they were acting all crazy and fidgety and like, you know, doing weird shit. Then they just have the accused witch come up and touch them and see if the curse lifts. That one seems like a high rate of success. That seems like a high rate. Well, this seems like a high rate of I want this person to be found guilty. So I'm going to start acting all crazy, say I'm possessed. And then when that oh. when she touches me, I suddenly am better. Okay, for some reason, I thought like people were people were literally going insane, and they would just have the witch touch that person. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, I mean that, that that isn't as probable as what you said, but that's why that was what I was thinking. So yeah, I think this one's pretty prone to false accusations. It'd be kind of easy to just fake yeah. it if you wanted someone to die. <laughs> that's what I think this whole witch thing might have been like based on. You know? Yeah, yeah, probably that. And just like the mass hysteria, like people really underestimate how easily that can take hold really yeah. any time like happens today. You know, mass I, uh, hysteria. QAnon, I think, is an example of that right now. Like that one, that one podcast that you told me about, the, the one where it's like all horror all the time, where it tells like ghost stories and stuff. Do you remember that? The last podcast on the left? Last is that podcast, what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they talked about like the, the Satan or the satanic like hysteria back in I think, yeah. the 60s or whatever that was in yeah that was in the 80s i actually just 80s, listened to a yeah. different podcast that talked about the satanic panic uh behind yeah, the bastards did an episode about it and uh yeah that's an that's a very recent example of mass hysteria of people just like accusing everyone of being a witch being a satanist being a child molester being 
anything like like I said, I think QAnon's like the biggest example of that today is like there's like one ev- piece of evidence for Jeff Epstein and now suddenly every celebrity is involved and it's a big thing and there's cover ups and like hysteria hysteria. So Ugh, that's scary. So yeah. Next one. You ready? This one's fun. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready. These are ridiculous. What's, what's uh, up? The next one's you. We're just getting started, boy, because the next one's called witch cakes. Which witch cakes like the food cake? Yeah, like a food cake. Um, uh, so I'm just reading this passage verbatim, copied and pasted from history.com because I <laughs> can't put it in my own words in a better way. OK, are you ready? I am ready. Here's what a witch cake is. A bizarre form of counter magic, the witch cake was a supernatural dessert used to identify suspected evildoers. In cases of mysterious illness or possession, witch hunters would take a sample of the victim's urine, mix it with (sighs) rye meal and ashes, and then bake it into a cake. The stomach-turning concoction was then fed to a dog, the familiars or animal helpers of witches, in the hopes that the beast would fall under its spell and either exhibit the same symptoms, like biting or barking at the moon, or reveal the name of the guilty sorcerer. <laughs> reveal the name? What? Yup. <laughs> what? This is just... I, yeah. This la- that last... I, I, no yeah, way. So, yeah, they would take whoever was claiming to be uh, possessed by a witch and then they'd have them pee and then mix it into a cake and then feed it to a dog. I I want to meet the person that came up with this. I, I want to. Yeah, unfortunately, there was a good story of this actually turning on the person. So like it was, I, I don't remember the story exactly, but it was basically a woman was like, oh, I'll make a witch cake to help you find the witch. And so they made the cake and fed it to the dog, but they didn't find anyone. So then they accused the lady that made the cake of um, and trying to cover it up, you know, throw the scent off of herself by making the cake. So, um, gosh, yeah. So that's that's a bad idea because the poor dog has to eat piss cake. Yeah, he doesn't even like he doesn't want to. He has nothing to do with this. He's he's just a dog. And I love dogs. Don't don't know what they're doing cake and don't feed him piss cake either yeah don't do it don't do it y'all that's a bad if idea if you're thinking about it out there if you're thinking about doing it don't <sighs> just we're call here to us. tell you we'll tell you if there's a witch or not you don't gotta do that the answer's no <laughs> hey, hey answer's let's, no. Not, let's not get ahead of ourselves we got a few tests to run first yeah yeah we've got one last witch test here uh, uh, that I found, and it's uh, looking for witch marks. So, uh, you know, pretty much just look at the body of an accused witch for weird shit. So, like, thing could be considered a witch mark, whether it's moles or like oh. nipple, like extra nipples or sores or bruises or anything That's out of the ordinary was considered slope. a witch mark. Slippery slope there. Yeah, because it's like they're looking for the sign of the devil on you, right? Like the sign that the devil is like unpurified you or whatever. Right. And they also uh, said that these can be pricked because these witch marks were supposed to be uh, like impervious from bleeding. Uh, and so oh. sometimes they thought witch marks were invisible. And so they would just prick the person to find a spot that doesn't bleed. What? So, yeah, it becomes a profession, actually, for these, quote unquote, prickers 
Um, <laughs> the horrible spinoff to American Pickers called American Pickers. Uh, like you're making it up now. I can't believe this. I know. Yeah. So they would poke people looking for the spots that didn't bleed. And I mean, on, most of the time, these prickers were just con men who were using dull needles. So like they'd take a needle that was dull and then they'd poke someone. And they'd be like, look, they didn't bleed. There's the witch mark. They're a witch. And then they'd get paid. Uh, and yeah, it's sort of like a, like a, I, I got to secure my own job by, by getting people killed because they're yeah. witches. Jesus. Yeah, so that's my idea for a, for a, for a, a sequel to American Pickers. It's called American <laughs> Prickers. It's where they go around and search for witches. That could be like uh, what we do in the shadows. Like just like a spinoff of something real. <laughs> of of something witch totally, hunters? Yeah, like something comedic. Yes. <laughs> American Prickers. American prickers. Uh, all right. Um, that was the last one. That was it. That's all the the official ones. So, do you okay. have? What do you got? What do you got for me? How are we finding? Um, all right. How are we finding witches? Okay. So, you write. Do you get a piece of paper? Okay. Uh huh. You write. Are you a witch? Tick box, and then you have a box that says yes, and it says no. Now, here's the trick. Here's the trick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whatever box they tick. They're a fucking witch because they're they're answering the question. Burn. Yeah, if you were if you were not a witch, you'd clearly just not answer either, right? You'd just be exactly. like, no, I'm not going to answer this. This is ridiculous. But a witch is going to try and throw off the scent by clicking no. There you go, Jared. Oh, you are yeah. If we want to digitize this, it can just be like the I am not a robot. Oh, I am not a witch. I am not a witch. And the little thing will spin around, and then you have to. I, this is ridiculous. Yeah, that that could work. That could work. Uh -huh. yeah. Um so so I just I thought of another one. You know, here's what you do. Um you put a witch, accused witch, uh in 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 a room, and at one end of the room you put a broom, and at the under <laughs> other end of the room you put a really nice vacuum. And then you see which one they go for. If they go for the broom, they're a witch because you would choose the vacuum if you were going to yeah. clean that room. They're trying to get away if they go for the broom. That's what they're doing. Yeah. So you do have to. Yeah. So if they start to go for the broom, you do have to catch them before they get to it because the, otherwise they're gone. Yep. yep. And then you got to live with that. So. Yep. All right. That's a foolproof way to tell if you got a witch or not. Uh, yep, ask you're them. welcome. <laughs> and if they answer, immediately a witch, and then uh, give them an ultimatum between a broom and a vacuum. Yeah, but it, I do have to clarify though; it has to be a really nice vacuum because, like, sometimes if it's a, if it's just an okay vacuum, I'll sweep. Yeah, I'll you don't even you don't got to get out of the get it out of the way. You just just get the broom, you know. Yeah. So like, make sure it's like one of them real fancy ones with like multiple settings and stuff. Because who can say no to that? Absolutely no one. Besides a witch. Besides a witch, of course. Because they can't fly it away. They can't fly it away. <laughs> that was my witch flying away noise. I, I thought so. It's <laughs> a great topic. All right, are you ready to move on? Do you want to uh, uh, tell me yours? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's move on. Today, we're going to talk about a little, little old film called The Conqueror. Jared, I don't think you've heard of this, have you? I was just going to say, that is a surprise to me that I haven't heard of this. 
All right. Well, it is a film from 1956, so no surprise. Okay, that there. is a while ago. <laughs> Just a little while ago. Uh, it was produced and directed by Dick Powell as well as Howard Hughes and stars Jared. Why are you laughing? Dick Powell. Okay. Well, I'm <laughs> also Howard Hughes. Is th- this isn't of aviation fame, Howard Hughes, right? Uh, I don't, I don't think know. so. I don't think he was alive in 56. I'm going to Google that. <laughs> Google it up. Google it up. Howard Hughes died. He died in 1976. Shit, this could don't, have been. Um, don't, don't spoil it. Okay. Spoil okay. 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 So I think this is the this guy. Is the very one. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. All right. No, no you're good. You're good. You're good. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a film directed by Dick Powell as well as Howard Hughes and stars John Wayne as, as who else? But John Gangus Wayne as, as wait, sorry. I, I was doing my John Wayne impression. Can you say, can you say that one more time? As Genghis Khan. <laughs> Very same, huh? Yeah. You know, John Wayne, he looks a little bit like Genghis Khan. To be you know. fair. There is a high probability that John Wayne is related uh, to Genghis Khan. Yes, yes. So is everybody else. Yeah, because a lot of people are. Because Genghis Khan had like hundreds of children. So he did the thing where that you shouldn't do in war. Just have sex with a lot of people. <laughs> oh man, what a what a legend. Nope, not really. Anyways, um, the plot is pretty poor. Pretty pretty poor plot. Uh, John Wayne falls in love with the enemy's daughter played by Susan Hayward, and John decides to steal her. That's My date with the enemy's daughter, oh yeah. My date with her. <laughs> well, uh, you steal someone's daughter, and you create a war, naturally. Uh, but but then, apparently, Susan doesn't like John, and Susan turns on John, and she's taken back by the enemy in a raid. And then the enemy captures John, and then Susan helps him escape. Because why the fuck not? This is and all of this actually happened to Genghis Khan, right? Yeah, obviously. I mean, of course, Genghis Khan warmonger and like historically famous for winning everything that he did got captured. And he also started a war because of a woman. No, he started a war because he liked it. Exactly. <laughs> not because he stole a woman. Oh, but yeah, the cast the cast is is uh, pretty big. It was big. It, it did well in the box office because of the of the John Wayne dude was huge back then. Oh Absolutely yeah, enormous actor. I don't know why they wanted to play Genghis Khan, but they did. <laughs> I mean, because they can't give it to a person of color. <laughs> of course not. That'd be ridiculous. No. Uh, but naturally, because of the poor plot, uh, the critics hated this movie. Absolutely hated. They hated. John Wayne being Genghis Khan. They hated the plot because it was dumb. It was it was often ranked as one of the worst movies ever. And I, I huh. get it. I get why. Yeah, that sounds like it should be. It sounds like we need to watch it. I know. I was like, oh, should I watch this? And I was like, ah, oh, no, I don't really need to because uh, I'll get to that in a minute. But um, oh, God, John, okay. even, John even received what's called a Golden Turkey Award, which was actually a book written about horribly flawed movies in which she was labeled worst casting so it's it, wow <laughs> pretty big thing it's like the it's like the razzies of of then yeah yeah you, you get a book written about how terrible it is instead of of, of just people shitting on you yeah Give for real razzy. i don't know razzies are kind of fun uh yeah so the movie was was messy 
But that's not the point behind why it was a bad idea. No, no, no. Uh oh. We have some. We have an ulterior bad idea coming up, Jared. The movie itself actually has nothing to do with it. It's where the movie was filmed that was the bad idea. Oh, okay. Where was it filmed in? Like Ohio? Uh, Utah. It was filmed in Utah. Utah. Uh, it was. It was filmed in Utah. The locations such as uh, Snow Canyon, Warner Valley, Pine Valley, Leeds, and Harrisburg. You know those places. Every place <laughs> I've been to all those places. I'm in Utah all <laughs> the time. Exactly. But the, the exterior scenes is where things get spicy. They were shot near St. George, Utah, which is only 137 miles downwind of the United States government's Nevada National Security Site, which is where all the nuclear fallout came from. Oh. You see the bad idea? You see the bad idea? Yeah. I think I do. Now, that sounds pretty far, but it's really not. But it's not very far from nuclear fallout. Exactly, yeah, nuclear fallout. So, yeah, the cast and crew spent many difficult weeks at the site around this nuclear fallout, and uh, producer Howard Higgs even shipped 60 tons of the nuclear-infested dirt back to Hollywood in order to match the Utah terrain and lend realism to the reshoots that they would have to do. Dear God. Ugh. Oh, no. So uh, the filmmakers did know about the nuclear tests. Like, they're not absolute idiots. But the federal government, you know, those those good guys, they assured the residents that the test had no hazard on the public health. Never was, did. Never will. Never did. Never will. Nuclear not bombs are right. fine. It's great. Uh, radiation, nuclear stuff. It, it sounds fun because it is fun. Radiation <laughs> wouldn't have the word rad in it if it wasn't <laughs> rad. Exactly. Exactly. Unfortunately, no, they were wrong. Uh, lots yeah, they of were. Like, they were very exactly. wrong. Yeah, we did talk about uh, radiation issues before, and now we're, we're we're coming right back to it. Apparently, it was just yeah, a that thing. I was talking about we... feet, though. Oh, feet? It seems like a bigger deal than the feet radiation that we talked about. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely a different thing here, especially when you're next to like a site where nuclear bombs are going off instead of just, you know, getting your foot fitted for something. Yeah, and it seems like a much more dangerous situa- situation to be in. Situation, yeah, considering uh, many of the cast and crew went on to die of cancer, you know. Oh, that's real sad. Yeah. Even some of the family members who just visited the site or the set back in Hollywood had, like, scares of cancer, and they had to have, wow. like, parts, like, things removed from their body in order to fight it, like, just like the visiting cancer. the set. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> pretty bad. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Uh, d- director, uh, Director Powell, Dick Powell, Jared, Dick Powell. <laughs> uh, he, he died of cancer in uh, January 1963. Oh, that's not funny. Seven years. Exactly. It's not very funny, but it's also like, wh- what? It's radiation. Not good. Seven years after the film's release, he died. Like, that's. Wow. That's so soon. Time. That's so sudden. It is a lo- it's a long time to like go through it and think like oh yeah it turns out there wasn't a problem with that cancer thing with with the the site until yeah. you find you, there really is it's like yeah because you don't find don't out know. immediately radiation doesn't like affect you usually unless it's like super high volumes of it I'm thinking like what's up with the towns that are around that too like yeah I mean you there's the wildlife. Be... 
Oh man, I we suck. We're there's the worst. A, there's a reason it's in a desert, right? Like the least amount possible collateral damage, but also, yeah, eventually it's going to reach a town somewhere. I would assume. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. Definitely hurt by that. Um, I yeah. don't know. Anyway. Even even one of the stars was diagnosed with uh, kidney cancer, and he ended up killing himself after he learned that the the condition became terminal. Like t- these people had just jobs; they had great jobs. They were actors; they were stars. And just because of where they filmed this movie, their lives are just—they're done. Oh man, such a bad idea to film. Thank there. The God cast- it didn't get John Wayne from us, though. Didn't take him. <laughs> no, no, no. Smoking probably took him. Yeah, I think I would assume that. Maybe. Uh, the, the cast and crew totaled uh, 220 people. That's a lot of people. That is a lot, to, of, uh, lot, of, lot of exposures. Yeah. Uh, and by the end of 1980, as ascertained by People Magazine, 91 of these people had developed some form of cancer, and 46 of them had di- immediately died of the disease. So. Oh, my God. Wow. It's like, oh, man. Very, I, very deadly. Uh, as the words of Dr. Robert Pendleton, of the uh, professor of the biology in the University of Utah, uh, this would qualify as a pandemic or an epidemic. Uh, the the connection between fallout radiation in individual cases has been practically impossible to prove conclusively, but in a group size, you'd expect only like thirty so out of the two twenty. But in fact, yeah. this one with nine one cases pretty much like guarantees. The reason was the set of the Conqueror that caused all these people to get cancer. Unfortunately, Genghis Khan still killing people. <laughs> it's all his fault. It's all his fault. Still doing you know? it, man. You know, uh, several cast members, of course, were like, "Okay, we got to sue for this. This is awful." Like, right? Yeah, they, you, yeah. They told us it was it wasn't bad. How could right. they lie? They can't lie. That's not legal. That's not right. Oh man! Even Howard Hughes, one of the directors, Howard Hughes, he was—he felt so guilty about the decisions he made regarding the film's production, especially like filming at the site and then like taking the dirt home. He was just like, "Ah, oh, so dumb. Why didn't Should've I see dirt. it?" Should have left the dirt. Get the get the dirt. Get it all. Yeah. Just, <laughs> part of me still wants to go back for more dirt. Do you get that? <laughs> Do you feel that? Maybe maybe the radiation is like an evil monster and it's just trying to spread its <laughs> luring people it's, in. Exactly. Yeah, that's a Stephen King novel, I think. <laughs> but uh, uh, Howard Hughes decided he was going to buy every print of the film he could find. And he spent $12 million doing this just to keep it out of circulation. Wait, what? That yeah. is not the next logical step. He's just like, all right, uh, people died from this film. I'm just going to go buy it them all so no one can see it. So no one can see it, huh? Yep, yep. And he, he did it. He kept as much out of circulation as possible until Universal Pictures purchased the film from his estate in 1979. More so as a stop. Stop <laughs> buying all of our film. <laughs> stop hoarding it. We John Wayne's in it. Don't you know? John Wayne. So, yeah, um, just just look out for your own health. You know, when when people tell you that something isn't going to kill you, maybe you should just, like, not take the chance. Yeah. I don't know. Just a thought. Just a thought. I, so I, I, I Googled it, and I'm just looking at the picture of John Wayne as Genghis Khan, and it is <laughs> hilarious. It's ridiculous. It's like an SNL thing, you know? It just looks so ridiculous. Oh, man. Like, he's clearly a white guy. 
playing Genghis Khan. With, like, uh, a mustache that's like, oh, should you be wearing that? Like, okay. God. Yeah, so, uh, gotta watch this one. I mean, we could do a segment on just the movie, because it does sound horrible. Yeah, it does sound like a really bad movie. Yeah, and I'm sure John Wayne sold the whole thing himself because of his name. But, yeah, Uh, not good. How do we we fix this? We can't fix this, right? Not possible. Yeah, I mean, besides film on location, go to Mongolia. (laughs) I I wonder how, if if they just decided, eh, we don't need to. And they decided not to, or what was? I mean, it's probably way cheaper to just do it in Utah, where there's butt fuck nothing. <laughs> yeah, apparently a bunch of sand that you could take home for free, sixty tons of it. <laughs> no one even charged me for it. I just walked out of Utah <laughs> with all this dirt. Like you said, I might go back for more. It, it's it free glows. dirt. Look at it. It glows. Oh no, put the dirt away. <laughs> I'm eating it. I'm eating uh, the dirt. It's so it tastes good for some reason. If you eat the dirt and you don't glow, you might be a witch. That's oh, that's our next test. Yes. Give them glowy dirt. <laughs> glow the glowy dirt test. Someone give me dirt. <laughs> Utah, if possible. You uh, if not anywhere else will be fine. <laughs> as long as it glows. We all know uh, that Utah's dirt is far superior than the dirt of any other place on Earth, especially the glowy dirt. <laughs> glowing, it's. Spherical, glowing. Ah, uh, well, I, I think that wraps it up. That wraps us. No brainer podcast. We want to thank everyone for listening. Much appreciated. Hit us up with your bad ideas. Uh, you can email us the no brainer podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, it's a good place to, you know, like send your bad ideas, hit us up with how you feel. It's also a Just good place us. for me to check the email every oh, once in again. a while. Not again. Um, so I haven't done that, but I promise I will. Um, so if you did send us a bad idea and I haven't read it yet, it's because yeah, I'm the problem. Um, I mean, I could be checking it too. I don't want to give Jared all the blame. Michael's the problem. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. You, I mean, you can also follow us on Twitter. Uh, we're at the No Brain or at the No Brainer Podcast. At the No Brainer yeah. Pod, something like yeah. that. Oh. You know the thing. We got It'll an Instagram now too. The No Brainer Podcast. Uh, we're posting clips from the show of you know good segments. So so hit that up on the Instas. Put two clips up so far. I've got a third one ready to roll. Oh yes. More up soon. I can't wait. Um, find us on Facebook. Text me <laughs> if you want to hang out. Um, uh, anyway, uh, we'll catch you later, brainless. Peace out. Okay, bye.